Know Thyself is dedicated to the exploration of the most rewarding task an individual can ever embark on, the journey to find oneself. Our intention is to investigate the universal principles that have equipped our species to seek the treasure of all treasures, self-knowledge. With your host, Daniel Powinski and Eduardo Manteca, this is the Know Thyself Podcast. Love it. Sound good. We good? Yeah. It looks like we're moving. Yeah. All right, let me get comfortable here. No. In my chair. <laughs> no, you can't. You cannot get comfortable. All right, man. All right. We're rolling. Game on. <laughs> um, cool, man. Welcome to the Know Thyself podcast. And welcome, Daniel. Hello. I'm Eduardo. And uh, it's welcome, crazy Eduardo. to say. What's that? Welcome, Eduardo. Thank you. I'm never going to welcome you. Yes. I appreciate you, man. Um, man, just looking down at these notes right now, I can't believe what I'm about to say, but yeah, episode 35. Right. You know, this is crazy, you know. Um, now into the new year, and uh, we're really going to go ahead and explore a little bit of what we spoke about in the last episode, in episode 34, with the age of Aquarius. Dale wants to definitely uh, elaborate a little bit more on you know, not just the new year ahead, but really the definition of a resolution or a new year resolution and what it means to actually complete the journey or the cycle that we should be completing within that new year. And more so, um, you know, why we fall off that, that wheel, as you were just saying, and, and really understanding like what we have talked about and what we've posted about and whatever we've blogged about in regards to, you know, um, one side over the other in the case of light versus darkness, and then what it really means to kind of put ourselves together in as one in a communal sense, and what the really, what the true meaning of coming together is really going to be for us, not just for this year, but more so for the years to come. Because I know that with a lot of conversations people have probably had in regards to the age of Aquarius, it's not something that's happened overnight. Uh, I want to definitely stress that to people. It's just something that has been happening gradually. And so as we see these things uh, unfold along the way, it's good to have our eyes uh, right on target, you know, and know how to really approach the, the new shifts and basically witness um, old paradigms fall apart, which is interesting. Uh, Dale and I were just talking about that or seeing how other things will definitely not be um, resonating as the way they used to with us and what that really means. And so uh, without further ado, um, episode 35, let's go ahead and go right into, into this explanation as far as like what it really means to be um, taking on the new year and taking on a new era. Right. Yeah. No, I love that, man. I, I think that's a perfect way to explain that. And I really kind of kind of how we kind of envision this episode is, um, you know, it's going to be very fluid, which is going to be kind of a conversation we're happening. And one of the aspects is, is we're going to kind of recap 2020 and kind of, kind of think about that and kind of really try to organize that into our mindset and bring it into the framework of 2021, For which sure. is really important. Um, you know, and one thing we do want to kind of look at is that, that power of that new year's resolution, really tapping into that Capricorn energy to make self-improvement, movements for ourselves and maybe kind of make some um, gradual progressive steps to the bettering of ourselves. And we're going to kind of right. talk about how the New Year's resolution uses that. Um, and then also we're going to kind of just give like an astrological forecast. And I think it's important to kind of give a, a, a timestamp for this for when individuals are listening to this. This is, um, we're very much just kind of a forecasting of what we're going to expecting to see in 2021. And again, we can't really, through astrological energy, you're really not going to tell an exact event that's going to happen, but we can kind of look at the astrological forecast of the energy that's going to be available um, and the energy that's going to um, kind of be working with conscious expression and maybe the energy that might be working against consciousness expression, right? right? And that's what we're going to be kind of looking at. So we're not really going to be able to like this event on this day is going to happen, but we can kind of look at the available energy that's going to be ready. So I really kind of thought last week was we were kind of looking at the age of Aquarius and the big cycle in um, in the macro. And what we're going to be kind of looking at today is kind of that micro cycle of it that we're going to see within this year 
Um, but just the importance of how important it is that we take this age of Aquarius and this transition and this birthing into this age so seriously, not only for our own spiritual progress, but for the spiritual progress of the generations uh, that are set to come up in the next right. hundred, couple hundred years. So again, we have a really huge responsibility at this time being the students of the occult, being students of esoteric, to go in to this age of Aquarius and this birthing of this age of Aquarius and do it through love and truth. For sure. And that's going to be one of the biggest aspects that we're going to be faced with. So, um, you know, I guess right off the bat, let's kind of just get this covered um, because we'll kind of make our, we'll kind of get a little bit deeper. And that's usually how this, this podcast works anyways. It always kind of starts on the exoteric. And then as we start chatting, it gets a little bit more esoteric as we make our way in. Um, But one thing I want to kind of just um, put some attention to, and most of the students of astrology that listen to this podcast will know exactly what I'm saying, and I would love for you to to share more information in the comments as we kind of post about this next week. But one of the aspects that we're looking at is something you always hear about is what is your New Year's resolution going to be? Um, mm-hmm. And it's and this is actually a good time for the aspect of creating something new for your New Year's resolution because you've taken your whole experience from that past year. And you are making your way into, um, really, as we're kind of approaching Aries, we're almost getting to the new Zodiac a, the new zodiac year. So you really do have all this experience behind you to kind of see on what did I need to work on this year and what do I need to bring into the next year, right? right? And Capricorn is a great planet for that, okay? It's an Earth sign. It's very disciplined. Um, the, the Capricorn goat, always is seen climbing the mountain when everybody thinks it's too steep and he's always climbing and always kind of going up. So this is a great time to put some energy maybe behind a product, a project, maybe behind um, a ritual that you're trying to get started. Any aspect of self-improvement and self-betterment or even character development, this is a great, great time to kind of harvest that and Mm -hmm. put that into manifestation. And we see that. Like this is gyms based their entire year portfolio off of new it's actually new year's day and people's new year's resolutions right so this is a huge thing all these people have this energy to kind of take the more of a usually it's more of a physical thing like working out or eating healthier but there's some kind of improvement that is being um, stressed upon the individual to make in their life and capricorn will bring that up to you because capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So it's like, this is a limit of yours. You're, you're at your limit here. You need to be able to expand this. Um, so Capricorn, again, always trying to give us discipline is going to kind of push that to us. And, and one of the things we kind of wanted to break up on and kind of really try to investigate is none of us usually have a problem working through this Capricorn energy on our new year's resolution. A lot of us go these first two, three weeks, really, really getting that stuff done and getting into that ritual. Um, and it's a perfect time for it because, you know, you're getting more into the expression of Capricorn as we kind of get deeper into that middle of that sign. And so what we want to kind of be aware of, and it was just again, this is just like a little side note before we get into the bigger conversation, is just be prepared for the astrological shifts that happen. So from Capricorn, we go into the Aquarius, right? And Aquarius is all about community. It's all about interaction. Uh, it's very much, it's, a, it's the sophisticated of the air sign, right? So you know, thought kind of really comes in. So when we kind of move into Aquarius, sometimes because it's a communal thing, sometimes we get pulled away from our rituals and we're, we're not able to like do it at the same time. Or maybe we get pulled into social situations that makes us maybe stay out a little bit late so we don't wake up to do the sun gazing or something like that, right? There's just stuff that's going to happen. So what you want to do in that situation is not be as hard on yourself being like, oh, I messed this up right here. There's no going back for me. Okay. Because you can really actually, with that thought power that kind of comes from a curious, you can actually kind of think your way through this and kind of really make through it. And this is actually why it's really good at this time to maybe make a friend at this new place that you're at. So maybe it is like you're at a gym and maybe there's somebody that you see there every day and now you're like communicating with this person or some kind of connections being made, but it's a great time for that age of Aquarius to kind of keep you going on this resolution. Right. Um, and then the biggest challenge as you make it through Aquarius is going to get into Pisces. Pisces is the last of the water signs. It's the in-between. It's a very much a time to kind of go within it's a time for art. It's a time for like music and really kind of 
dealing with that subconscious and that water energy. Um, and so it's a really hard time to kind of get physically motivated. Okay. So really kind of thinking about how you're going to persevere that through Aquarius when you have all this air energy to really kind of think about and game plan how you're going to handle Pisces, kind of take this ritual now as an art in Pisces and how you kind of perfect that art. And the whole goal is um, to get to Aries because once you get to Aries, now you're back in fire and you're back in like hay fire mode where like it just can burn uncontrollably. So you've you've taken the ritual and you've made it a you've put it into this kind of Saturn discipline that you start in the New Year's resolution and then you go through Aquarius and you really start kind of organizing it and thought of how this is improving you. You go into Pisces and you make it your art and then you jump into Aries and you're ready to take off on this new this new venture that you yeah. have. And then you can carry that throughout the rest of the year. Um, and we'll kind of talk about how you kind of adjust that and kind of how you approach new signs when you start this new thing. But it really is a powerful time, but we have to be so much more aware of the astrological forecast of what's available because that's really what's going to give us success in not only our physical endeavors, but also our spiritual rituals, our spiritual practices, right? You know, we, we spoke, spoke about why what you're supposed to do on a new moon is different than what you do on a full moon, which is different than what you do on a um, waxing or a waning, right? So right. all these these astrological cycles are bigger than us, and we have to kind of realize that. Like we, we realize that the tides are bigger than us. We realize that the seasons are bigger than us, but it's because we can see their effects more, right? But these astrological energies, although their physical effects are apparent to us, we don't perceive the physical effects and correlate it with the astrological energy very often. So a lot of times we're blind to these transitions of the year. And you know, adapting ourselves to these traditions and kind of aligning to it and knowing what energy is going to be available. It's going to be very important for you just to be personally successful with that New Year's resolution. And that's it. That was all I wanted to talk about for in regards to New Year's resolution. So I don't know if you had anything you wanted to kind of bring up on that realm. No, no, I think that's super well said. I mean, I just think that, uh, like I said, last last episode in episode 34, we, we covered some of this stuff. And I know that um, you can't say it enough. So I'll say it again and again is that, you know, understanding like what this sort of sort of social activism will really like entail is important for us. So it's not inverted on us. And so it's really easy for a thing. People think everything Daniel was just saying. So whether it's like understanding community or understanding like a social event that you're a part of, like really understanding that it's for a greater cause as one is better than just thinking like, Oh, they tell me that all these people are ganging up on this one subculture and i'm going to just jump on that that bandwagon like you're still writing the same energy but you're writing it based on someone else's like idea of like no this is where you should put it and that's kind of mm-hmm. what happened last march with a lot of different things going on mm-hmm. and how this we had some shifts in 2020 so i just want to definitely like say that uh yeah being uh i guess like aware from the get-go is really all i have to to add to that is that it's important to know that this will take, this will carry on for years to come, but also within just a year, if we don't want to go ahead of ourselves, it's just like putting those intentions out there and then being aware of it as it unfolds throughout the year is probably the best thing you can do before it just falls off. Like it does for a lot of people in the end of the month or mm-hmm. in the end of the couple of months, because it's, you're right. Like there are a lot of things that are going to shift and probably make us um, lean one way or another or be distracted, which happens to all of us. We all get super busy. Um, but I think one thing that's super important is, um, recognizing that we're all ready for change, but we're, we should probably really acknowledge that everybody around you is also ready for that. So that's something that you should probably keep in mind. So if you do want to like foster relationships throughout the years, or at least for the year to come, like people are probably very open to that right now and wanting to be on, on one side, you know, or at least the side that you're on rather than just like being divided again and again and again, because it's going to happen all, all the time. Right. But I think that that's kind of where people sort of, cause I, I like that you said that in, in the new year, um, or in the age of the Capricorn, people will take their discipline, but they'll limit it as something physical. Like it's so true that it's more than that. I really like, appreciate you saying that because people should know, like it doesn't, have to just be your physical body that's changing. You know what I mean? Like it's probably something deeper inside that wants change. And some people just think, Oh, if I do it physically, whether it's like nutrition in regards to your health or like something about your physical appearance, people think like, Oh, I am getting something out of this mentally also and spiritually. 
but that's probably something you want to tap into a lot further than just like this one month you did Pilates or cycle class, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, um, no, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it, man. I, like I said, I don't want to reiterate everything. I just think what you said is exactly right. Um, yeah. And I think it's just a code that we'll kind of look at and we'll kind of keep touching on. So, um, and again, that was, you know, that was really the outside surface understanding of a new year's resolution. And again, we're going to get a little bit deeper in this episode of, of really what this energy that is we're about of at this point is really coming through. And one thing I really wanted to kind of address to kind of get us started in that direction is the aspect that what we really saw with that great conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn right. was really a birthing of this age of Aquarius. Okay. Now, again, it, depending on where you are in your astrological schools, a lot of people felt like there's been other births that have happened. And it really doesn't matter because with how long this, how long these ages are, there's 2,165 years, the transition ages are hundreds and hundreds of years long, right? right? So what we're going to see though is through astrological movement, different kinds of births of different types of levels um, are going to start expressing. So whether this was the first birth of the age of Aquarius or the second or the third, depending on who you're talking to about astrology, it really doesn't matter. What you really want to be familiar with is just think of a physical birth. So if this if this birth was on the winter solstice this year, we're not going to experience this energy fully for a very long time, right? Because we are literally traveling through the birth canal right now, okay? And that's why this is a little bit of a darkness to us right now. And that's why it's a little bit harder to perceive this energy. And we really kind of have to tune ourselves up to it. So when it really starts um, reverberating, like, you know, reverbing through it and really starting to send off its signal, we'll be able to perceive it. But that's that's very important that we realize that we are in this birthing aspect of this age of Aquarius. And there's going to be other births that happen, but what the role is, is if it's this birthing aspect, we need to treat this birth like a newborn. And the only way, the greatest foundation you can give through a newborn is through love. Right. And, and traveling through that is a very traumatic process. And I think that's something people don't understand, like the social, uh, and, uh, the social and ideological change that's to come from this new era is in its, in its, in its process already, which is what people like, like to ding words like, um, like virtue signaling. They're like, well, why is everyone like pointing fingers at like, you can't say this and you can't call that. That's really just part of the evolution of this consciousness that we're changing into, but people are like more upset about it. But I'm like, well, the whole birthing is upsetting in itself. Mm -hmm. Like it's not as great while you're going through that birth canal. Now I can't mm -hmm. remember when I did, but I know that it's traumatic when you come mm -hmm. on the other side. So you're absolutely right. You got to be there for the next generation and the generation after that to like let the process unfold properly with love you're absolutely right because you don't want to come out into a cold room after being like going through that birthing canal. Right. You know absolutely. I mean? You want to have warm arms to receive you. Warm arms. And that's going to be the most important right. thing, right? Like it's a, if a newborn doesn't get touched within the first eight hours, like it dies. Right. So touch is very important. And like just that aspect in that transferring of love is, is going to be very important because you're right. There is a trauma that comes with birth, right? right? You're getting connected. You're disconnecting from source. Like, all your energy is within and you're within your mother and you're at this oneness and then you move out to this, really this kind of isolationness of, Absolutely. you know, your own personal consciousness, which is traumatic. And I think we, that's one of the reasons why we do shadow work and we're still, esoteric is so kind of focused on the subconscious and understanding the subconscious because so much of that is formed in those formative years. So what we're really looking at is, as a global consciousness, we are this newborn energy that really needs to, the only way that we're going to be able to create the foundation for these upcoming generations to be successful in this aspect of love and truth for the age of Aquarius is through this aspect of love. And that's going to be kind of the first step that we really, really have to kind of concentrate on and you know, how do we do that in this in this environment that we find ourselves in? Because one thing that we're really looking at at 2021 is we are approaching the age, um, the numerological age of number five. So how, how numbers work with numerology is you just add up the numbers and whatever it adds up to. So two plus zero plus two plus one is a five. And fives in numerology, when it comes to numbers, are all about like new experiences and new things. Um it's kind of like a jovial time too of 
social interaction. Right. Right. And that's going to be that, that energy is completely counter to what the social engineers are letting us do at this point. Right. Because there's a reason why they're keeping us six feet away, because again, we're supposed to be kind of coming together at this time because the age of Aquarius was taking that love. um, I mean, sorry, the age of Pisces was taking that enlightenment that the Buddha and all the Hindu gods taught us how to do and taking that through the heart center and sharing it with other people. And now the the whole age of Pisces was kind of like kind of opening up that heart chakra and opening up that heart consciousness so you can spread it. So now in the age of Aquarius, we're expected to be able to open up that heart conscious and then start making networks with other people whose hearts are open. And that's what's going to be really important. So these new things, so we were talking about the breaking down of paradigms. We're breaking down old structures and creating our new. And that's really, really important for us as a community because Age of Aquarius is all about the community. And if we're going to create this foundation we need to do, we need to use the building blocks that astrological energy is telling us we need to do. So that's making a community and a network of love and truth. Right. Right? Absolutely. And so it's it's really, really important, you know. And so what this Age of Aquarius kind of lets us know is, you know, we are in this together. Okay, so you go back to other astrological ages and— Man was kind of by himself. It was more of like, I have to find enlightenment with myself. But now we're in this age of Aquarius where it's, you know, we are in this together. Um, But the kicker, if you study the esoteric, is, you know, we always were. Like, because we're, it's all one consciousness, right? So we've always been in it together. But that's really what the age of Aquarius is going to really kind of kind of put its pressure point on. It's like, hey, we are in this together. Like, we either all rise or we all fall, Right. right? And that's, again, why they... This is why they control TV. This is why they control the media. This is why they control medicine. This is why they control education. They knew that this energy and this uniting energy was going to be out there. So they're trying to get a step ahead and uniting through fear. And they're they're doing a great job at it, of course. But as much work as they do with fear, we always have the secret weapon, which is love. Because fear is just the absence of love. So we always have that universal consciousness kind of powering this movement. So even if our numbers aren't as high, we are more powerful. Right. And that's something I want to stress a lot about to kind of do a a recap on the entire podcast itself. I mean, part of the reason Daniel and I started this, and we've never had like an introduction that's like led to us having a conversation is like, why do we even study this? Or how do we learn about this? Or why do we even get started with this? I mean, Daniel and I started talking about esoteric principles since we were probably right out of high school um, together by just looking at... uh, I don't know if you remember this old video, the Zodiac. And I remember like introducing that to you and showing you this video and we opened a whole zeitgeist. Zeitgeist. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, um, I remember that uh, when we started talking more about these things, one of the things that we covered a lot about over the years um, was just like how to go about social change or social upheaval or like what, to believe when it comes to fear and what not to believe when it comes to fear. And I feel like if you've listened to this podcast long enough, that's exactly what we're just trying to do. It's like the esoteric principles of anybody's teaching that we bring up in a mixture of conversations and these long uh, winded uh, breakdowns, I think are just so, like you're saying, just aid in um, and understanding ourselves more to not believe what basically we're being told right now. And I think no one really thinks that everyone thinks, no, 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 I don't, I'm not believing every little thing that's being told to me, but I'm like, if, if someone else can lay down the rules and basically structure your reality and you're okay with that, well, then they've already taken over, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So it's time for people to recognize like, no, you have the ability to sort of take over yourself, but you can do that in numbers. Now is the time to sort of pull in those numbers together to rise as one versus, you know, living by the life of, of an individual as we have before. And of course the, the pandemic and other things that have occurred have actually done that, the individualizes. But if you actually go into other people's homes that are not in your group of 10, it's amazing to see how many people are surrendering to the idea. I'm like, Oh, we're just a bunch of squads or these like pods of the same thing. Cause no one's story is different than the other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny. Cause I've had that happen when I meet new people. I was like, Oh, I haven't met new friends in a while, meet new friends and their conversations and the fears are all the same. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, if we could just like invert that and not be all on the same page on fear and be on the same page on something greater, then we'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. And we've always been that way, but it's just been sold to us in so many different ways. Right. I mean, from capitalism to like understanding, like 
how to rise to the top without your fellow uh, brother or sister is something that's been sort of indoctrinated into mm-hmm. us since we were very, very young to, to think that like, no, you got to worry about yourself. And I'm like, mm. mm-hmm. now people are, I think it's just kind of realizing like, well, you know, it, no one's winning if everyone's losing at the same time. Or, I don't know if that makes sense, but like everybody right now is kind of surrendered. They're like, oh man, we're, we've really been put down all as one. So maybe we should just rise up all mm-hmm. as one, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, we're right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting, but with the, I, you know, all the things that we talked about in natural law in the last, um, episodes, we talked about even the lost principle, the generative principle, talking about what it means to generate. Um, these are things that we definitely want to like visit again and again and have a better understanding. So that way we know how to apply them always, you know, this is not what this always has been about is the application. So I really, um, stress that a lot you know it's like that's what i want to keep doing with this podcast is not so much talk about things that um maybe you didn't know about but things that maybe you've been feeling with inside and what they actually mean and what's going on you know i've had conversations with people and they go oh what is this podcast you're doing with daniel about and if i ever even mentioned you know things like astrology it's funny how quickly people are just sort of like turned away but at the same time the conversations about how moods are changing and people's like um immediate world has shifted is a conversation they're willing to have, but no one wants to know well, what was the, what was the cause? What's the causality for that? You know what I mean? And I think that's just like what we're going to probably continue to do is just sort of like really break down what the causality is of why we're feeling a certain way and what we need to do about it. Um, when we do feel that way. Right. Yeah, no, I completely agree, man. I completely agree. This is, this is kind of our time to create our own networks. Um, that new paradigm and really kind of have a true ignition recognition of how we can live and grow together. You know, For it's sure. really going to be that a global awakening. And I know, I know so many people are going to be like, you know, but so many people are asleep. Um, well, we're not talking to the people that are asleep. Like we're talking to you and you are awake and you are a conscious individual who is aware of your thoughts, your emotions and your actions. And you are a creator you are you you are the creator that's why we write the whole phrase i am right i am is the most powerful words in the word and it ends right there it's just i am like i am consciousness i am period right i am the beginning i am the ending like there's so many times it's so funny when you hear other people talking and they say like and you overhear somebody like oh what do you do and they're like oh i am a teacher and you're like no oh you're gosh. not you're not a teacher you i am experiencing teaching but I'm not, other than this, I am just, I am. Like, that's that's me. That's my that's my statement. I am a creator. Like, we really have to understand that, you know, we are the music makers. And this is how we approach this situation, how we pl- approach this shift is going to be the tone that is going to play out for the rest of this age, right? Because it's really hard to change foundational knowledge. Like, if, you, if somebody's controlled by the foundation, it's really hard to make any kind of repairs to the structure. If the foundation is bad, you have to go all the way back to that source. So we really have such an important role to take on in this global awakening. And it really is. It's all about our connection, you know? Um, and one thing that we we do have to be aware of too is, you know, we have to kind of face why they've been able to kind of stack the chips against us is because we have been distracted. Like we, we have been distracted. They, there has been, you know, they've diverted this energy from us and we're just kind of coming online to this information now. So we do kind of have a little bit of catching up to do, but one thing that I I definitely wanted to address is, you know, one, I'll say this and I'm going to come back to it. The only way through to get a, through a problem is to actually go through it. Like the only way to solve a problem is you have to go through it and you have to face it full on. And we do, we have to face everything internally about ourselves that we need to change. We have to, we have to change everything externally in our society that we need to change. Like we're not going to get to the top of this mountain by any of these habits that we've let form in our societies and even personally, like we have to, we have to cleanse all that. And we have to put it all through that alchemical process. Um, so we'll kind of talk about why we have to go through a problem and it kind of is a, a beautiful analogy for it. Um, but I also want to take this time to just tell you 
just how much work you've done this year and just how proud universal consciousness is of you for doing the work. And I know you, you're probably like, Oh, I, I could do so much stuff better and I could do this better. And, and that's true. And like, you're going to take care of that next year, but you made so many giant strides in 2020 the world was trying to feed you fear and you pushed out love and you pushed out the higher understanding of yourself and you really, really tried to progress human consciousness and universal consciousness. And the world is, the universe is notices everything. Everything is recorded and it is so proud of you for the steps that you t- took. Um, and we have to make bigger steps in this next coming year and we have to be braver and we have to be stronger. So if, if in 2020, your free will actions made the angels sing, in 2021, we're going to make them dance. And we're going to do this through thought, emotion, action. We're going to do this by aligning ourselves to truth. We're going to do this by not being afraid. And we're going to be doing this by loving our brothers and sisters and forming this network to make this evolution, to speed up this evolution of consciousness so we can get that alchemical gold. I love that. Right? You know, so it's, it's really, what are we going to, what are we going to do? You know, the, the, the board is set. So, you know, what is our move? Are we going to, are we going to give into this fear and chaos or are we going to make the move of love, order, peace and grace, you know, and this is from darkness into the light. So, you know, one thing we have to be aware of in this age of Aquarius is like hand in hand, we're, we're all walking each other home. And it's really, really important that we understand just how important that community aspect is because we're not going to make it through this age without it. Right. No, and it's good to recognize that and say that up front, because again, this is why we started this. And anything else that you've ever experienced, you'll have these experiences with people in the last year. Uh, anything else you've experienced, I was going to say about, um, feeling that separation, um, you know, it's good to have the ability to recognize it. Now you know what to do about it. And mm-hmm. I think that's something that no one ever really explores. I, I, I know that I've been caught in conversations where I'm like, well, I don't understand why this person was so uh, combative when I was just trying to do something for both of us. You know, I, I experience it with, with uh, my line of work. And what I do is that, as, like how you're saying, I am. And people want to just categorize you. They always want to categorize into like one thing that you do, but it's mm-hmm. all, I always tell people, everything I do is from the same foundation, whether mm-hmm. it's podcasting, videography, healthcare, whatever the, whatever the, you know, the vocation is you put it you know, there, it's all still coming with the same idea. So whenever I've met other people and they're like, well, I'm just going to let you do this on your own. I'm like, no, I'd rather do this with you because that's where I'll find inspiration. That's where I'll find direction for the both of us. And, um, I think it's time to sort of like pick up that call a lot more now than ever. Um, so, so yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. No, absolutely, man. I think it's, it's so important. And again, one of the things that we, we know we have to do because because we were so we were so distracted, like the baby who gets the keys shaken in front of their face and everything was kind of able to work around us, we do have a lot of problems we need to face. And we, we right. have a lot of darkness that needs to have light placed on it. Um and the biggest aspect is is you have to go full in on the changes you want to see made. Okay. Now, again, they start on the micro and then we make our way to the macro, but you have to fully face these challenges and you have to fully face these challenges and you have to fully chase these limitations of your conscious expression. Um, There's a great analogy to how to walk on fire coals right? So that's an ancient principle that so many tribes done. A lot of the island tribes did it, um, but we, we see this everywhere, right? You would have to rock across a line of fiery coals. Right. Now, the only way you successfully do that, you have to go very slow and with all your weight. Because as you go step by step, you put all your weight, you put all your pressure and you put all your presence on that coal and you put all your weight on it and it smothers it so you're able to stand on it and make the progress through the fire, okay? The only time you get burned is when you try to tiptoe and run right. through it, right? Because you're not putting any pressure, you're not smothering the fire, okay? So this is an analogy for what life, the problems, the fires that we are facing in our life, we have to put all of our weight 
all of our energy um, on top of this, okay, all of our pressure, all of our pe- our pre- presence, because if you tiptoe, you're just going to burn, okay? So all in. So you you have to fully engage in the struggle, and you have to face that fire. And your weight and your energy is what smothers the coals. Um, your energy you have to use to face it. So you really have to face this fear is the only way out of this situation. And then that's how you rock across the fiery coals. You don't do it through tiptoe. Right. You have to be fully committed, right? And you even have to see where your end point is. Like, you know, I'm making it through here for this, right? I'm breaking through this path. I'm not going to let fear get to me to be like, you should just run across these coals because you'll burn yourself. Absolutely. Right? And, We've seen this in life. We've seen it. What happened when you tiptoe across a problem? You've seen what happens when you tiptoe across something that you wanted to experience in your life, right? Like that's something that I've tried to take on. Like, you know, certain aspects of my life, I've always kind of tiptoed around because I was like, oh, I'm kind of self-conscious. I don't know if I'm going to talk to that person or something. And like this year, I'm just like, F it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to just put full energy into this. Like, I'm going to reach out to this person, um, whether it's, you know, whether they're like an occult researcher that has a million followers, you know, I'm, I'm going to reach out and be like, let's kick it and talk on a podcast, right? I'm not going to let any kind of self-confidence like, oh, we're just a small little baby podcast, like not going to get in the way anymore. Right. Like all the energy, all the pressure, all the presence, right? And that goes in all different kind of realms. Um, and so... We really want to understand that analogy and always think about that analogy, even when you're going through like emotional turmoil, facing the emotional turmoil, you know, you have to go in it with full recognition, full consciousness, if you really want to see through and find the causality of that problem. Because even if it's emotional turmoil that you think was caused by somebody else, you can probably get down to the levels of seeing where the causality actually came from your consciousness. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it might not still, it could be like, oh, but they did all this terrible thing, but it was just like, yeah, but you, your consciousness for some reason wasn't seeing the pattern that was telling you that that was happening. Oh, it wasn't seeing the signs, right? You, you didn't have to get hurt this bad. Like even if there's unfortunately people I know who were so innocent in relationships where somebody did like something totally terrible and that person didn't deserve it, but where their consciousness needed to come in is like you should have picked up on these signals and these patterns quicker, so you didn't have to go through all this pain. But you have to face all the pain that you that you ignore. And in society right now, we've ignored the travesties that are happening. We've ignored these social engineers for what they're really doing. So what part of this network's going to be doing is, you know, walking across the coals of the fires that we've created to get to the other side, you know, and again, hand on hand, full support of each other. And, you know, being the biggest fan of, your fellow brother and sister on this journey, because we need that support from each other too. That's the network. Isn't just so we can like call each other and share resources. It's also a support network so we can keep each other strong in this very challenging time that we think we're in now. Um, But if again, if we're looking at patterns and if we're looking at pattern recognition and looking at cycles, if these people are really trying to do what they're going to do, it's, it is supposed to get darker in the near future. Right. 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 Yeah. I'm a big fan of, uh, if you know me personally, I've always been a big fan. Um, Daniel can attest to this, but of, of the suffer fest, I call it the suffer fest because of the glory that comes with it. It's never been about like what I do by the means of like what you've just seen me do. It's more about the process. Like you're talking about going through the, the, the pain, you know, facing the pain. I like to face the pain because it's always been a guaranteed, like nothing in life is guaranteed, but facing the, um, the trials of your life always has this amazing reward at the end, which is why I think even when you're a kid, you learn that when you finally let yourself have a good cry and it's out of your system, you feel like you can take the, the best nap ever. The best nap ever. Because you've, you've really just like, you've let energy sort of go through you, come out the other end and understand that now you can sort of like relax and breathe and, and calm your energies down. I'm a big believer in that, you know, and, and I, I'm no stranger to that with my personal life, with, um, my own love life, with my own, um, you know, uh, social life. That's been pretty much the story of, of a lot of the reasons I have, you know, some gains, you know, I, I've met people, who are new friends asked me why I'm friends with somebody 
or how, how I've been friends with someone for so long. And I simply just tell them like, if you really want to know, I, I'll tell you that the tragedy of this person's story. And then I'll tell you how we both hung on together. And then we came out the other end. And once we did that, nothing really kind of gets in the way that's sort of petty that most people think like, well, if my friend would have done that to me, or if I wouldn't have been there for that person, we would have probably parted ways. I'm like, that's fine. But certain um, relationships were strengthened twice as, uh, as much by just facing the pain together. So if we can do that with like people that are not your um, immediate, uh, in your immediate social group, you'll rise immediately to a new new level together and, and actually rejoice in that um, in a way you haven't before. But uh, it's scary, you know, it's, you got to put the first foot forward and then you got to see if the second one works out and then you probably take it away from there. But it's one of my favorite things in life. Anytime I've ever started anything in life, it's never been, I mean, you can take everything I've ever gained away from me tomorrow and I'm going to be just fine because most of the things that came were an aftermath of just getting through some rugged times. And I don't mean that as like me being through rugged times only, but anybody else that I've accompanied, whether that's my fiance, um, she had a very tough transformation in the last like three and a half years, but we stuck it out and she's my best friend only because like we had to go through it and face it together without having to sort of be like, well, this is more your thing, less of my thing. I'll stand over here. I'm here, but I'm not here. No, I was like there and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is intense. But coming out the other side has been very blissful because I couldn't hide it and she couldn't hide it. And we're both like, well, if we're ready to face this together, then let's do it. And, uh, and we did. And so like, that's, that's my take on it. But, uh, I just hope more people can do that, um, without having to be too afraid, whether it's in a committed relationship or something you, like you were saying, answering the call to certain things that you might've been like, well, I'm not, am I worthy of connecting with that person? It's like, absolutely. You're worthy of connecting with that person. You know, like there is no reason why you shouldn't like feel that you're not, but again, it's scary to taking that first step forward, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, it's just such a, such a important thing because even, you know, when you think about the, the word diagnosis, dia is through, and then gnosis is knowledge. knowledge. Like you, you to solve a disease, to solve an affliction, you have to go through knowledge. You have to go through the experience, Absolutely. right? And that's what knowledge is. It's 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 the qualification of experience. Um, so really, diagnosing these problems, and again, we always start in the internal, and then we make our way to the external. Um, but we're really coming to a time that a lot of you guys have been doing so much work over these last couple of years. This is that time to really start taking that alchemical gold that you're kind of fostering and spreading it out, you know. But one thing we really do want to kind of kind of leave you with too when it comes to this idea of these challenges and, you know, how we kind of face them. Because um, we don't know what this situation is going to look like. We don't know really astrologically how they're going to use this thing. We know what we need to do, um, but we, we're not sure of the events that are going to happen. But one thing we really want you to carry with yourself through this year and for the rest of your, for the rest of our, you know, time in this consciousness together is wherever you are, whatever situation that you find yourself in, you are never alone. Okay. And that's very important for you to know. So it doesn't matter how, how terrible this situation gets. It doesn't matter, you know, even if the, our last minutes here could be very stressful and scary, you're never alone, okay? And it will never leave you. Your consciousness, your higher self, it will never leave you. Like, it might leave you if you sell your soul like Cardi B, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I would leave her, but um, but for the most part, like, for in truth, consciousness will never leave us. Right. And we're never alone. And that's really, really important that we hold that on as our foundation as we move forward. And that this is a principle that you align yourself to. And this is the principle you make your decisions from through truth, love, and the idea that that love and that truth will never leave you. And you make every decision through there for the angle of love, for that aspect of love. Okay. And that's going to be what is going to give you peace, love, and grace which is what we're all after in this experience. Yeah. Right. Well, well said, man. So, um, again, you know, we were in this, in this, we do find ourselves in very much this kind of spiritual war zone. And like we kind of talked about earlier, the, the gloves are off because 
the fight is real and it's um it's going to be really really important of how we kind of handle this um but i do want to say that you know being in this spiritual war zone and really fighting for the expansion of love and consciousness it is and i'm saying this and i know eduardo agrees with me it is an honor to be serving in a little foxhole with you which we call the know thyself podcast Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I mean, this is what started this. The whole reason we started this podcast is, um, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of small stories and a lot of, um, um, you know, there's a lot of history behind where these, we've carried these conversations or like where we've wanted to be more aligned with truth. And then truth led us to understanding, you know, what really uh, was occulted from us, but it was always there all along. And so here we are giving you a lot of this information all at once to then hopefully, as Daniel just said, go from the inner to the outer. Because sometimes to make a, an analogy of this, I've always said this, but I'm I'm an observer. So I've always observed people's behavior. It's just what I do. It's just in my nature. And um, most of the time I'm pretty accurate and that sounds very, um, what's the word? Just ignorant. I suppose what I'm getting at, what I'm saying is like, what affects us internally is something that you could probably put your finger on a lot easier than you think. And like to give my examples, this I've been at a crosswalk where four different cars sit very far apart, especially here in Arizona. We, our crosswalks are huge. I mean, like if you were to cross the street from say East to West, Every single person in their car is just looking at you because you have that much time to cross the street. It's kind of interesting, but I've seen someone trip and the moment someone trips, the internal reacts and the internal reacts is everyone opens their doors and goes to help that older person who just tripped the crosswalk. Now this really did happen and it gives me faith and people will do that now. They'll either take a video of it or they'll make some kind of comment where they're like, Hey, not all hope is lost. This happened. Uh, and then look how many people without a, a, a beat just like, or skipping a beat, just got out of their cars to help that person fall. But that's the internal. So I don't think we have to get pushed that far to watch someone fall or be part of a tragedy in order to tap into what your, your consciousness is aligned to, which is the, the truth that we're talking about, which is why we keep mentioning as above, so below, which is why there's the macro and the micro is that it's always connected. Okay. No matter what you think. And as Daniel's saying, wherever you are and whatever might happen within our you know, um, spiritual warfare, if there is such a thing or, um, within people, um, just be aware that like the internal is real, that those are the things that we all connect to. Those are the things that we, um, we can connect to, but we aren't really taught how to connect to is what I should say. But I only see it happen by instincts when there's something bad happening. Like, Oh my God, you just fell. Can I help you up? Mm -hmm. Like all bets are off. No one cares like what color you're from or what color you, you, you're aligned with. No one cares what race, what culture. No one asks you like, well, is this your football team? Cause I'm about to pick you up off the ground. No one does that because mm -hmm. they're like, dude, you fell. I'm giving you a hand to, to pull you back up. And that's the connection we got to, um, get to or access a lot quicker than waiting for someone to actually fall on their face and be like, okay, now's my time to sort of like be human and be one and connect us as, as this global consciousness. No, it's like, we should probably sort of start rising uh, from within a lot faster than just, like I said, some kind of mishap com coming into, into light and then allowing you to sort of see people for what they truly are. Cause that's what you see people totally bond. If you've ever been in a car accident, you will bond with the person that is alive. If, both people get in a really bad car accident. You look at your car, your car looks terrible, but you look at each other. The first thing people say is like, are you all right? It's like, I'm good. Are you good? I'm good. And then there's like this awkward laugh. Plus of, of course your adrenaline's kicking through, but there's this awkward like, ha. And like, did we just become best friends? Like it's mm -hmm. so bizarre, but it's really because you just both experienced something very um, unique to the day-to-day -day life that we live that allows you to realize how fragile this whole existence really is. Mm -hmm. So I just don't think it has to be that severe. Yeah, you know, that. I think you're right, man. I think you bring up a good point is like, let's not wait for the old man to fall down to start helping each other up. Like, we don't need right. to do that. Like, we could, we know that that fall is going to happen. So right. let's just like start helping each other right. right out right now. Exactly. So yeah, I think, you know, again, and too, I think like what Eddie just resonated to, you know, it's it's nothing that your heart has not already told you. Right. You know, like we know this, this is, we know that love will win. We know that nothing is in vain, and we know that everything is recorded. Um, and our free will decisions 
have an impact on the aggregate. And, you know, it's, we say it all the time on this podcast, but it's just such a good tone to kind of resonate with. But, you know, the sky is not falling. We are rising and we really need to tap into this new energy. We need to set up this foundation of love and we really need to start transmitting this energy that the universe is trying to spread to us. And the only way we can open up that transmission and get it through the highest frequency is through love and the, you know, transmuting of fear into love. Yes. You know, which is, that's what they're giving us in. They're giving us a bunch of lead and what you need to do is take it through the process and give it gold. But they're giving you so much lead that you could have so much gold by 2021. Yeah. Like yeah. we said, you know, 2020, we made the angels sing. And 2021, it's our goal to make them dance. Right. No, that's awesome. I like how you just brought that analogy about the lead, because that is exactly the conversation where or where the conversation begins and ends for most people. Because mm-hmm. that's what they want to shake you down with and say, no, but don't you realize how much I'm carrying around? I'm like, but don't you, you realize how much right. you're carrying around? Right. And don't you understand that you, who gets led? Yeah. The dead. Right. The unconscious. Like if you want to get led, you're going to be led from the dead. Like that's who gets led. Like right. it's these us awake conscious individuals aren't getting led because we're sovereign spiritual individuals that know that I am. For sure. For sure. No, I'm, I'm actually really excited for the direction of most of, of the endeavors that are uh, in front of me and in front of my uh, immediate family and friends, including this podcast and the community of this podcast. Again, this podcast is here because of you and we're here for you and we're here for all of us. So we're just hoping that we're walking the walk and within the next year that's to come, I... I can't wait to see how it all unfolds within this community because we're going to really need to pull everything together in order to have, you know, one language, one, um, one language. And that's language of, of love, you know, over fear and finding a way to do that. You know, all suggestions are welcome and all, right. All, um, all aboard, right. All aboard the truth train. Yeah, man. So truth, truth. <laughs> But yeah, no, and we do actually, you know, to kind of touch in with everybody because we really haven't had that aspect to kind of connect with you guys. Um, We really are trying to make this organization a little bit more multifaceted and really what we're trying to do is, you know, make this into, we would love to make this into like a network one day where we have, you know, multiple different kinds of people on here, maybe different kinds of TV shows. We would love to make film kind of support artistic projects and really make this into an organization. And one of the aspects that we've been really looking at because the industries that we've been working in are definitely changing to where we don't really know if we're going to align with them. We've been looking on how to kind of make ourselves um, generate income internally within the organization, you know, and it's led to some really cool stuff. We're going to be, you guys can look out for, we're going to make a really cool soap company with our friend Johnny, the master herbalist, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then we have some really great locally roasted coffee beans that we're going to kind of start getting out there as well. So just little projects that we're going to try to create uh, all in the idea of uh, buying land somewhere. So then we could have like sweet retreats and campouts where we can just all hang out by a fire. and Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Maybe I'll... eat psychedelics. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have to. Oh, but no, we can't. I love that. I love that. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's, again, just recognize. And one of the things I say about recognize is anyone I sit down with, anytime you sit down with someone uh, in the next, you know, uh, few weeks or after this episode or whenever, just pay attention as like, what is the the communal shift that you're already seeing? And one of the things that, for instance, I sat down with my brother-in-law and he starts to just go on this rant about this artist, uh, complete side note, but out of this artist in Denver. And the artist just basically went on to his own Patreon account and just uploads himself uh, a little blurb that just says, hey, $5 will get you this small drawing. Just send me the details of what you want and $100 will get it, will get me to get it printed and framed. And he didn't realize he was even like a popular artist. He just, he knew he had like a little niche, but he didn't realize and he had to put pause, a pause on it because 
it just got flooded with just suggestions and anyways, but he was so tickled by not my brother-in-law, but the artist. Cause he's like, how many of you have reached out to me and just like, can you draw this? Or my, my grandmother just passed. This is like, I want you to make a cartoon version of her. And he just would do it and send it to them. And people were just amazed by the fact he was doing this. But what I'm getting at is those are specifics, right? So we're talking about an artist. We're talking about how he used a certain um, platform to then get himself out there to then connect with. But if you look at it from a very basic to the bones uh, standpoint, he's just connecting with people. He just mm-hmm. put his guard down and people put their guard down. And then this huge influx came in that just exploded. And then we dial it all the way back to that moment where I was sitting with my brother-in-law and he's just tickled by that. So by the ripple effect of people behaving that way and him allowing himself to him being the artist to be so open with the community, it, it rippled all the way for him literally sitting on the couch with me, my brother-in-law saying, I got to show you something like that. I'm watching what he's showing me, but I'm more smiling inside. Cause I'm like, this is cool because people are recognizing like, whatever limitations we had before, we can always bring those barriers down. You know, we just Mm -hmm. let the barriers come up because we just sort of let it happen. You know, Mm -hmm. okay, this is the way we have to go. This is the only way out. Then I guess this is the only way out. It's like, no, no, it's Mm -hmm. not the only way out. The maze that's constructed in around you is constructed by someone completely different than you. Um, So that is not you. And if you can, there is a way to create a ladder that just sort of takes you right out and the other mm-hmm. side rather than having to go through a maze that's been there before you. So I'm saying like, this all might sound very airy. This might sound very like up there and very much like all over the place, but I'm just saying like, it's closer than you think. And that could be just like even flash mobs. I think it's hilarious that people are so into watching them, but I'm like, what you really are into watching is people just sort of being their greatest selves all at once and, and not letting anybody judge, not just judge them, but, um, sort of make a choice for them as to what they're going to get out of this in the end. No, mm-hmm. it's just like people are there reacting. And that's what we're watching when we watch the flash mob. You're watching the people's reaction who are watching the flash mob happen and the people doing the flash mob are like, oh my God, look how look at the impact we're having. Like, again, this is sort of lame YouTube videos that I'm talking about, but it it if you were to go 50 years uh, into the future and look at these videos back then you might have grandchildren saying like, what was the big deal about this? Like we all recognize each other. I'm like, yeah, but back then they didn't. So when this would happen and we came together for some reason that didn't have, um, you know, some kind of uh, monetary like mm-hmm. uh, uh, expectation, uh, people were, were amazed by it. You know what I mean? So, um, so anyways, just, it's already happening. Just pay attention as to, you know, where it's happening in your um, social circles and, and, and re- recognize that, we're all ready for this. We just need to like go a little bit beyond just flash mobs. And those Mm -hmm. are cool, but you know, like let's, let's bring more of that for the greater good or to add into um, our universe, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, no, I love it. I love it. So yeah, always let us know any, always connect with us. We love hearing from all each and every one of you guys. And um, if you have any ideas, because I do see land in the future, I'd be like, you know what you should do on the know thyself land and be like, tell us yeah. and then you tell us and i'm like that's the best idea in the world absolutely absolutely you know back to the the thing i just said about you know um rec- recognizing where people come together i know that we use words like festivals or there's uh, an event like burning man or there's an event that makes people go no this is like a religious experience we're all here together but like we can do that with almost anything it doesn't have to just be this one musical festival or this one niche of like art that, you know, happens once a year. Like we can do this all the time, you know? So having that land, having that space to sort of create more will only um, enhance all our lives. I believe. I love it. So anyway, 2021, 2021. Um, Well, until next time. Until next time. Cool. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Not only does it give us the energy we need, it also gives us an opportunity to make a positive environmental impact. Earthling Food Company originated from the simple truth that what is good for the body is good for the planet. They create delicious plant-based food that lifts us up rather than weighs us down. That's right. You will never find preservatives, refined sugar, oil, animal products, gluten, or any other crap that is environmentally destructive. Only the good stuff. 
Would you like a hearty granola that is both delicious and healthy? What, what about uh, something with zero cholesterol or an alternative to scrambled eggs? Earthly Food Company has you covered. They are a brand new husband and wife startup, so check back regularly for new products. Greg and Jen have been listeners and supporters of the Know Thyself podcast since our very first episode. We first collected on a philosophical conversation, and then through the conversation learned about this really exciting new project that they were creating, which is an organic, amazing granola that they want to share with all the listeners of our community. Artisan granola and seasoning make a great holiday gift. Visit earthlingfood.company. That's earthlingfood.com. Dot company. Did you say earthlingfood.company? That's exactly what I said. To order online and use the discount code know thyself. That's one word, know thyself, for 15% off your purchase. They are also offering uh, free shipping on orders over $70. So, uh, you know, order online today. I would do it like right now. <laughs>